Humboldt. This is Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles Cochran. Hi, happy summer. This is a way to listen to some of the more memorable moments from Humboldt's Last Week of News while you're getting stuff done, driving, at the gym, walking, working, resting your eyes in the sunshine, anytime. Please keep spreading the word and share Humboldt Last Week on Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and connect in all the ways at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Uh, with the new season, there's an updated new music playlist there for those of you that have been checking that out. So again, HumboldtLastWeek.com. Support this week comes from Eel River Brewing, hardworking, passionate, original innovators. That's how they describe the people of Humboldt County. They sought to capture that pioneering spirit in a bottle, in a glass, on tap, in the world's best brewed beer. Take it home or enjoy the pub and restaurant in Fortuna online at eelriverbrewing.com. Also Bongo Boy Studio. Bongo Boy is where many of Humboldt's finest musicians have come to record over the last 15 years. They also manufacture CDs and DVDs for artists, organizations, and filmmakers right here in Humboldt. Call them at 839-5090 or visit the website bongoboystudio.com. And then Adventure's Edge, your local outdoor store to help you get out and hike, bike, paddle, or climb. Located in Eureka next to Wendy's and in Arcata north of the plaza. Get in on the good deals and outdoor ideas on Facebook and Instagram. That's Adventure's Edge. Let's begin. Murder suspect John Goldberg was recently given permission by a judge to be in the same room as his young son for the first time in nine months. He's the Fortuna man accused of murdering the man who is having an affair with his wife. He's also accused of threatening his wife and firing shots around her that same day. Loco reported it appears his wife, who's moved out of the area, granted permission for the visit with his child. He's scheduled for a jury trial next month. A fire destroyed a few businesses in Eureka and likely caused over a million bucks worth of damage. This was along 101 near the co-op. It was initially reported as a dumpster fire, and investigators are looking into the cause. In dramatic fashion, the cops arrested a guy in relation to a two-week-long crime spree throughout Humboldt. He apparently eluded one of their attempts to bring him in, but eventually they caught him along the safety corridor between Arcata and Eureka. According to Loco, they took the 50-year-old in for assault with a deadly weapon and vandalism. Reportedly, a person matching his description smashed several car windows with a baseball bat, threatened people with a knife, broke other windows, shouted paranoid statements at people. In Shasta County, the same guy has apparently been arrested for threatening his family, possessing tear gas, and drowning cats. According to the sheriff's office, he was a, quote, mysterious cowboy hat-wearing suspect claiming to be an FBI agent. Another reason why he was arrested? trying to run over a Walgreens employee with his car. Kind of seems like if I read off all of his charges, we'll be here for a while. So this controversy surrounding the county's top public defender is still alive. On one side, you have people alleging this lawyer boss is unqualified, hired to be weak, and his own employees are saying he's not fit for the job. And on the other side, you have the county saying this is a made-up story to sell newspapers. Uh, I've been following this in the North Coast Journal. Some may say, why should we care? Why should we give a shit? Well, I'll read from Thad Greenson's most recent piece. In 2014, the office's attorneys were appointed in 89% of felony case filings and 77% of misdemeanor cases. And it's estimated that more than half of Humboldt County's population qualifies to be represented by the public defender's office. 
Well, there was that strong smell of weed that led the sheriff's office to a 108-pound bust whenever they pulled this woman over in McKinleyville. Woman was on probation, driving on a suspended license. She had an unreadable rear license plate. Wow. And that's all in addition to her car smelling like a Snoop Dogg concert. Thing is, uh, her mugshot, she kind of looks like she just got back from a PTA meeting. Like, we need to stop feeding our kids so much damn processed food and want a dumpster full of weed. So I'm sitting here in my studio right now. I'm pretty sure there was just an earthquake. That's Humboldt County for you. I'll check the magnitude here in a little bit. The computer monitor here is just shaking. Let's see. A huge hat tip goes out to the Hydesville family that's fostered 22 kids locally over the span of the last four years. 22 over four years. Right now they have two permanently adopted kids and four foster children at their farmhouse. Heather Pugh told the Times Standard, quote, When the kids go to wherever new adventures they're going to, I hope they remember the good times that they had with us, but hopefully the new adventures will be just as fun or even better. Her husband, Scott, added, quote, Our kids and our family welcomes each and everyone that comes through our doors. Our kids see them as brothers and sisters, and they bond with everybody. It's pretty incredible. So there's a new to Humboldt organization that's kind of like Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts, but any gender can sign up. The 124 Redwood Rangers were started by Dan Bixler, who told North Coast News he wanted his girls to be able to learn everything the boys are learning. They learn outdoor skills and stuff. He said, quote, We don't do the cookies. We might do some fundraising, but really what we're trying to do is service projects and teach kids responsibility. Pretty damn great. Although, uh, is that set in stone? Do you have to not do the cookies? Wow, so this incident where someone drove through that sign at HSU in Arcata, still getting international attention. Remember that kid put on a Kool-Aid sweater and took a picture making it look like he was busting through? Well, the official Cheech and Chong Facebook page shared that. Hey, man. Am I driving okay? I think we're parked, man. They totally missed an opportunity to put that line in the caption. Last I checked, uh, the post is up to 16,000 likes and counting. Okay, so this didn't happen last week, but I was doing some digging into clubs at HSU. There's definitely a Quidditch club. Have you heard about that? The Harry Potter sport? Uh, for video proof, I did check out YouTube, and lo and behold, college kids running around with brooms in the indoor field there. Looks like they're having a blast. So uh, as Kim Kemp pointed out, there's a new Toby Keith song that mentions Humboldt County. It's called Wacky Tobacco. You got two Mexican and Jamaican with those buds of blue. Humboldt County and hydroponic too. That was recorded in Hashville. I mean, Nashville. Really, though, there are other musicians who I'd personally prefer to reference us. No offense to the musical genius who brought us Red Solo Cup. Uh, there were those people allegedly trying to pretend like they were PG&E affiliates, possibly to get enough information to scam you. They were busted on video saying that they worked for this affiliate who told North Coast News they have not had reps in California for two years. Totally lying. More here on the Ferndale mom who allegedly brutally tried to, quote, remove the demons from her 11-year-old daughter at Centerville Beach in Ferndale. Sheriff's office says the mom stripped the girl naked and was shoving handfuls of sand in her eyes and mouth, striking, biting, and choking her, hitting her on the head with driftwood. Uh, the daughter had severe damage to an ear. And there were some additional details about this that I learned that, that even I'm not comfortable repeating here. 
Uh, this 11-year-old girl was flown to a hospital out of the area and she needed reconstructive surgery. I interviewed John Marcial, who witnessed this, intervened, and probably saved the girl's life. It was like right at the parking area right there at the beach. What time of day was this? Nine o'clock-ish in the morning, around that time. What made you decide to intervene? What about your sort of upbringing? What about your beliefs made you decide to intervene? It's the right thing to do. I was raised to where you help people when they're in need, you know, and that you never hurt children at all, and children are innocent, you know, and they learn from us. They learn from the adults, and that right there is just, I couldn't take it. I don't know if it was the dad in me, you know, me being such a caring, loving father that I couldn't stop myself really from getting in there and stopping it. And I think there was kind of a misunderstanding out there, people wrongly thinking your family could have done more. The way they were going on might have made matters worse. So my father-in-law helped get them back. You know, they listened to me when I told them to get back. You know, I was just trying to take control of the whole situation the best I could to where none of them got hurt. Yeah, so it was only safe for you to intervene. You didn't want to put your family at risk. No, exactly. I didn't care about, you know, me being hurt. You know, I might not be the biggest guy, but I can take care of myself. Mm -hmm. If this was right at the parking area, I think a lot of people visualize this as being further out on the beach. They could clearly see what was happening from their vehicles. And you said they just stopped and turned around. Yeah, uh, my daughter told me that one of the vehicles stopped, turned around and just left. You had to manage this situation for quite some time before the cops showed up. Once the law enforcement officers did arrive, how do you feel they handled the situation? Awesome. Let me tell you, the sheriffs are like, those guys are my heroes. They put their lives on the line every single day that they get up and go to work for us. They are completely just awesome men and women, law enforcement, volunteer fire department, the fire department themselves. The paramedics themselves, they are all awesome people. I mean, honestly, I feel that they should be more nominated for rewards than myself. I mean, I just wish the best for the mother's family that's going through this also. It's a rough time. Hopefully she can get the help that she needs. We all have to, like, look out for each other. We're not the biggest community, but we should be more looking out for each other. The Times Standard reported the 45-year-old mother, Kimberly Felder, pleaded not guilty to attempted murder of her daughter. Felder was reportedly going through a divorce, trying to get custody of her three daughters, and her lawyer for those efforts is trying to drop her as a client. She is also possibly going on and off meds for depression. Well, I'm sure you saw the numerous reports of a grandma leaving her two-year-old granddaughter in a hot car while she gambled at Bear River Casino. Almost right after this happened, I saw Kim Kemp posted about it, and I seriously lost my breath for a second. Just that devastating feeling about this poor toddler. So I reached out to Bear River Casino. Their director of operations, Joe Kloss, showed me a written report by the employee that responded to this, and what I learned is pretty disturbing. The vehicle in the parking lot this little two-year-old girl was in was already known by Bear River Casino security staff. Quote, 
A security supervisor noticed a vehicle that is known for containing unattended minors on our property. The patron had been banned in the past for similar activity. Out of concern there could be an unattended child in the vehicle, he went to check on the vehicle. So they get eyes on the vehicle, they go over and check it out, and as you know, it's awful what they found. This little girl was apparently hidden in the backseat of this car underneath a blanket. The doors were locked. So it's already hot out. Being in this car makes it even hotter. And she was underneath the damn blanket. So they can't get in. And from the outside, they're trying to wake her up, but they can't. And guess what else casino staff say they saw in the car? A white powdery substance. They noted the sheriff's office determined that was narcotics. When casino staff was able to open the doors to the car, the little girl was breathing, but was still unresponsive. She was apparently super hot to the touch, drenched in sweat, breathing rapidly. She had an inconsistent heartbeat. I just have to say, um, thank goodness Bear River Casino staff was on top of this enough to recognize this vehicle, see what was going on, and notify emergency responders in time to save this precious, innocent two-year-old. The ambulance gets there, takes the two-year-old girl to the hospital in Fortuna for heat-related injuries. Kids are not built for heat. According to the Traffic Safety Administration, their temperature rises three to five times faster than adults. Temperature of a car can climb 20 degrees in 10 minutes. And for those of you thinking, oh, this is humble, this is a rare thing here, heat stroke can occur with temperatures even as low as 57 degrees. According to the Merck Manual Medical Textbook, heat stroke can temporarily or permanently damage vital organs, including the heart and brain. Obviously, death can occur. Thankfully, I confirmed with Stacy Hansen over at the sheriff's office that the child was released from the hospital into protective custody. So back to the casino, the sheriff's office gets there and well, here's some of the scanner audio posted by redheaded black belt. Unattended in the vehicle, medical responded, took the child to the hospital. Now the female is at the vehicle. They're requesting someone respond and F5 the female. They determined Catherine Perry had left her grandchild inside this vehicle for about 40 minutes while she went inside the casino to gamble where there's air conditioning. Officers took statements and obtained security footage. She was arrested for felony willful harm or injury to a child and unattended child in a vehicle and booked into the Humboldt County Jail. Uh, Side note here, there are unconfirmed rumors that this grandmother's daughter was arrested for leaving another child in a hot car in 2014. Regarding kids in cars, California state law says if there are risky conditions or if the keys are in the ignition, it is illegal to leave a child up to six years old unattended unless they're supervised by someone at least 12 years old. So again, the sheriff's office did confirm with me that this two-year-old girl who was found unresponsive in this hot car, she was able to leave the hospital and go into protective custody. According to blogger John Shiv, despite objections from the DA's office, a judge did allow the grandma to be released from jail. She apparently has no criminal history. Catherine Perry was given supervised release and was told to have no contact with her two-year-old granddaughter. The little girl is reportedly still in Child Welfare Services custody, or CWS. 
I reached out to CWS to ask about the resources available to families who are referred to them. They said, depending on the situation, some of their services include addiction treatment and prevention, mental health counseling, parenting education, domestic violence counseling, gambling addiction services, culturally appropriate services, and other programs. I guess time will tell if some of these resources can lead this innocent two-year-old to a better life. With every ounce of my being, I hope that she has a better life after this. Um, Another note that I want to share before we wrap up here, I do want to mention something else the community has been talking about, pets. Uh, Pets can also die from heat stroke when left out in a hot car. Animals can sustain brain damage or even die from heat stroke in just 15 minutes. And beating the heat is extra tough for dogs because they can only cool themselves by panting and by sweating through their paw pads. Obviously, it is of the utmost importance to protect our children, protect our pets, protect our loved ones. And I hope this is a learning experience. So um, thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any thoughts or comments, please do not hesitate to reach out. Please like Humboldt Last Week on Facebook if you haven't already. And once again, thank you so much to the sponsors this week, Bongo Boy Studio, Adventure's Edge, and Eel River Brewing. Talk to you again next week. Bye. Humboldt Last Week.